Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Today, we watched a classic episode yeah. entitled Cooperative, Cooperative Calligraphy. Calligraphy. Is that a new thing we're doing before we say the title together? You know, we've done it twice now. I kind of like it. Let's keep it going. Okay. And also, I think it's testing you. Yeah, because I don't have it written down in front of me. You, you do not do. write it down. <laughs> this is the eighth episode of season two. Yeah. Who wrote it? Megan Gans. Yeah. And as she reveals on the commentary... This is her first community written episode. Yes. Ep- first episode she wrote of community. Megan Gans, who would become a major player in season three and the ill fated season four. Yeah. And then leave. Which you can to, tell in the commentary. To go over like, to Mophie. Dan Harmon really uh, trusts her. Yeah. The, did you, did you uh, hear or read about the so- sort of beef between them because of whole, the whole season four? Thing? Well, I would assume there's beef. Yeah. I mean, that's not. Because she was, she was kind of like one of the main, the key people in season four. And then mm-hmm. she left. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, but you know what? She wrote a hell of an episode today. Yeah. Um, and we should thank Alex Machina of oh, Slackery.com. S-L-A-C-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Thanks. Yep. Uh, he did our theme song if we didn't say it. I, I don't pay attention when you speak. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this, an overview of this episode, they call this the bottle episode. Yes, sir. Uh, the group uh, stays in the study room mm-hmm. for the entirety of this episode. Mm-hmm. Except the tag. Uh, well, the tag, they're, they're not out there. We don't see them. Yeah, but they leave. Well, they leave, sure. Yeah. Okay. So technically... Spoilers! Technically. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. They don't spend the rest of their lives in the study room. Even though Jeff says at one point that they will. Yeah. And that their children will look for the pen. <laughs> Uh, they are in this stuck in this bottle episode because Annie has lost a pen and believes one of them in has, that room has taken because it. she has lost a series of pens. Yeah, this is not just one missing pen. This yeah. is eight pens yes. missing. Can I get to maybe my one and only complaint with this episode? Oh no, one and only. Because I might have one as well. I just haven't written it down. Okay. So, spoiler alarm. Mm-hmm. Annie's boobs took the pen. Yeah, the monkey. And Annie's boobs took all the pens. We see that he has a collection of them yeah. in his, his little air vent area. And they never find this out. So presumably, Annie's boobs is going to steal an, another pen at some point in the future. And she's just going to think, what the hell? After all that, someone took my pen again? And uh, and yet that never comes. Uh, do you recall when they find Annie's boobs? Yeah, but that's not tell how late, how much later is that? I don't know. What if it's the next episode? I don't think it is. Because I honestly can't remember when Annie's boobs gets reunited with the group. Uh, I don't believe there. I believe maybe they see that Annie's boobs is still around. I don't think there is ever an official reuniting. Because also Chang lives in the vents at in some point. In season three, Chang, Chang lives in the vents. Okay. 
Because I was going to say, someone finds these pens. No, like, here, no, because here's the thing. It can't, as of season three, Annie's boobs is still living in the vents because remember, Chang is living in the vents. Oh, and, right. and Dean gets monkey knockout gas to get Annie's boobs out. Right. So Annie's boobs is still living in the vents. But they know that he's in the vents. Three. Or she. Well, at least Dean knows. Well, Annie's boobs is a male. Right. But he is played by a lady, Crystal. Oh. Crystal the monkey. Confusion. Yeah. Um,. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and I also had forgotten that they don't realize that the monkey does it at the end of this episode. I'd forgotten the explanation that they come up with. I don't want to skip ahead, but I just, that, Okay, so here we, I have, in Paradigms of Human Memory, they do, they do discover that Annie's boobs stole the pens. Okay. And that's how many episodes in the future? Uh, I'm going to find out right now as soon as this loads. Uh, and part of the fun of this episode is that the Dean announces there will be a puppy parade yes. outside and the whole group wants to go to this puppy parade. Obviously. Uh, and, uh, at, at one point in the episode, the Dean also makes an, an, another announcement about the puppy parade saying that everyone has to hold a puppy cause it's so cold and he doesn't even know why he's making this announcement. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is Everyone surely must be at the puppy parade. Yeah. Although you'd think, uh, Dean would notice that Jeff wasn't there. Uh, you would think Dean would notice anytime Jeff is not somewhere. You know, Let's say that there's a Dalmatian at this puppy parade. <laughs> Good point. You think Paradigms of Human Memory is season two, episode twenty-one? Jeez. So I'm gonna say some pens must have been stolen in between. Okay. Then. Maybe just Annie lightens up because right, okay. she saw the last time that she did this. Jeff tore up the room, <laughs> and she's just like, you know, I can live without. Yeah. Or she just never lets go of her pens. It's true. That I mean, we also we case. never find out Annie's action plan. For living life with pens after this uh, episode? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so uh, this episode starts up. Uh, the group has just finished their Evolution of Man diorama. Yeah. Paper mache men. Which they have extended into the future of man as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, the modern man is a is definitely Jeff. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a, a little tan man with, with the Jeff hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, and, and the future of man... Mm-hmm. Is a three-legged dragon man. Yeah, <laughs> which Pierce did not realize that those were all three of those were legs. <laughs> yeah, he says three-legged. <laughs> yeah, three legs, much to the group's shock. <laughs> that's um, a good one. Yeah, um, which I, I I like that. That's kind of a that's in Pierce's that 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 old school homophobia that that contains a big amount of penis worship. It's the, still, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is definitely part of Pierce's uh, mindset. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, as we've mentioned before, uh, I don't know if you have a note. You, I don't think you have a note before this, because very early in the episode, exactly 43 seconds in, yeah, you can watch the pen be stolen. By a little monkey paw. A little monkey paw. It's behind uh, Shirley, Troy, and Abed are, are, are in a row, yeah. and it's behind Abed. Yes, it's during the moment when uh, Dean is showing them a puppy, and Troy says, I want to lick it. Yes. And uh, it's it's exactly in the location where it's even in the episode Annie had taken a picture of the diorama diorama, and she sees that the pen is in the picture. Yeah, and it's exactly where it is in that picture. It's on a little notebook. Yeah, in the corner of the table. Yes. So that's a that's a neat little thing to spot. Yeah. If you were watching live and you noticed that. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a moment here. Uh, it might have been before this. It's right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or it was probably after that actually. Uh, uh, Jeff is not actually trying to go into the hybrid. He, as he says, he oh, has yeah. a date to catch, or should he say, a catch to date? Mm-hmm. 
uh, which was then revealed that uh, I guess it had to have been before that because Dean reveals that he sent yeah. it to him earlier. Yeah, that was a which that is was a very, really right. really great setup where where he says that and Britta says I hope you just thought of that mm. and then Dean comes in later and says I know you've got a catch to date. <laughs> um, but this uh, so well, this episode he's he's talking about this uh, woman Gwenifer that he's going to see. Yes, which okay, so Gwenifer is code for Britta, and according to Dan Harmon in the commentary yeah. and. Watching this season, uh, you know when it was revealed uh, in the end that they were hooking up. Mm. Uh, I, I so I definitely knew that they were hooking up by now, mm. but it no. I, I assumed that Gwenifer was a woman that he was just also seeing because they were keeping it casual. Yeah, um, I, I probably thought that too. Uh, there is, however, there's a line in this episode uh, where um, Britta says, "Don't you usually wear uh, stripy orange and green Beetlejuice numbers?" Mm. And uh, Abbott says, "How do you know?" So Abbott's clearly figuring out that they're hooking up right now. Yeah, and um, and yeah, but that just this kind of that 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 knowledge kind of recontextu- recontextualizes uh, this. I turned into a New Zealander all of a sudden. I'm sorry. Uh, this situation where he, he's 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 uh, you think he's like showing off about his he's dating a hot lady, but he's actually just being kind of flirty with Britta. Yeah, calling her a catch. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um, nice. And it plays with I don't know their their antagonism with each other. Yeah, because she's she's like I hope she comes back with I hope you just thought of that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So did the, we did Pierce have his full wheelchair wheelchair set up at the end of the last episode, or did he just have a regular wheelchair at the end of the last episode? Do you know? Because I have a note about his wheelchair. Did we even see him in casts at the end of the last episode? Yeah, because he had the pills. Remember? Oh right, it was just a regular wheelchair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a regular old did, wheelchair. Yeah. Did you have a note before Pierce's wheelchair? <sighs> Probably, I don't know. How do you spell wheel? Because I thought I knew. Wheel? But I wrote it. I wrote down wheelchair, and it does not look right to me. W-H-E-E-L. Wheel. Can I tell you what I did? <laughs> yes, please. W-H-E-E-L-E. You went like, a, like an old... Old timey shop. Neither of these look right to me. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> it's okay. You might be having der- verbal dysphagia. <laughs> yeah, or octopus thoughts. Um, uh, but no, he has I, his wheelchair. Okay, yeah. Which, Talk about the wheelchair. Which is a wheelchair for someone who is like paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. Because you control it with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Which I love that Pierce Pierce doesn't like see that that's what that's for. He just sees it as like, oh, this is the fanciest wheelchair. Which is, I, I love that's that's how Pierce's mind works. Yep. Uh, and I, I made a note that Annie's pen that is stolen is a purple pen yeah. with gel grip, yes. as she describes it. And then Abed says he, he's into mechanical pencils right Strictly now. Strictly mechanical pencils these days, which Pierce suggests is because it's more relatable. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I like the Abed's into mechanical pencils. Yeah. Like oh, that's, I, that was definitely, were you, have you never been into mechanical pencils? Oh no, I have. Okay. But then I, you know, I switched to pen at one point. So did I. For college, right? I feel like it was a college move. Yeah, Abbott, maybe Abbott used pens in high school and and went the other way. That's interesting, huh? I will never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is, Ab- you know, there's. <laughs> can we talk about the mechanical pencils for a second? Okay. There is there was there's something nice to the ritual of loading a, a nice point seven lead into a mechanical pencil or a point five if you were you know a snob. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go out and get me a mechanical pencil after this. Oh, there, there was a, it's, there's something uh, nice about that. Well, look, I'll tell you when, when you found a mechanical pencil you liked that had a good like click. Oh yeah. And it had a good grip. Yeah. And uh, like 
you know, fit your hand nicely and didn't, you know, you found the length uh, on the end of the lead that it wouldn't break when oh, you wrote. Yeah. You kept that mechanical pencil. Hell yeah, you, you did. did not set that down, loan it out, or or lose it. Was the exchanging of lead a big thing between you and your friends? And in, in, no. in, in elementary school, it was definitely like, oh, I got to get some lead. Who's got 0.7? Who's got 0.7? Because I was a 0.7 guy. I, was, I, was I always had of, extra. I was not one of those snobs. Yeah. Were you a 0.7 or a 0.5 guy? You know what's weird? I feel like I had a 0.9 at one That's point. That's interesting. I've never heard of a 0.9. But I know at one point I did have two different sizes, and one of them I never used because it only worked on one kind of pen- pencil that I never used. Yeah. Might have been a 0.5-er. I remember it was definitely a thing, like knowing which of my friends used a 0.7 and which of them used 0.5. I really think that was just you and in, your weird friends. In case I needed to borrow some, <laughs> some lead. Um... This is uh this has been shut up David Reese. That's a deep cut. Uh back to the episode. Uh Abed makes a couple of references during the dialogue here that this is a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. Uh which is the first time Pierce says, "Oh, shut up with your TV nonsense or yeah. whatever." <laughs> um yeah, there's some dogs barking in the background. I apologize. My next note is Razzle Pizzazzle, which I don't know where it goes, but I wrote it down just cuz it was a fun thing that Pierce said at one point. Why did Pierce say it? I don't know why he said it, but I have a note about because I I had to. My notes are very sparse. I should warn. I, this was this is I think one of those episodes where I was just enjoying the episode so much that I didn't take a lot of notes. Yeah, um, I think we'll hit all the main points. I yeah. think that comes a lot later because I've got a note here about Oop, Britta. Hit my microphone. Apologies. Britta taking a photo class. Yes, I like that as a joke, and I just like to always note when they're taking a class. Yeah, and it comes up later that she had taken some photography courses. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. That was a and, plot point and, in an episode. <laughs> what she what she was doing, what she needed to do for her photography class, which I guess in retrospect was was bullshit. It was she was trying to get out to see Jeff. Ooh, that's but she said she was leaving because she has a photography assignment due, and her grandmother's hands are going to take pictures of themselves. Do you think that's like a weird veiled reference to Jeff? To Jeff's penis? <laughs> what? No! I thought maybe you were going to say hands. I didn't know you were going penis. In what way would that be a reference to Jeff's uh, Well, describe, describe old people hands. Veiny. Veiny. Wrinkly. Veiny. That's all that you need to say. That's the first word you said. Think about that. But I said that because because you had you put penises in my mind. <laughs> I wrinkly, I put penises in your mind. It would have gone wrinkly and then veiny if if well, this then was a. It could cut both ways where she's kind of making fun of him and he's just like <laughs> saying Jeff has a wrinkly dick. And well, no, I think maybe she's she's doing that to make fun of him that only he would get. I, but that's too no. I don't think she's doing that. Anyway, I think that I I think the joke works every way because yeah. I also like the joke that Britta's idea of photography class is take pictures of old people's hands. Yeah, well, that's I think that's her idea of like an artsy. Yeah, shot. it's artsy. Yeah, um, or even like for her own like belief system, like that's like oh they're they're they you know me we have to respect the elderly. respect well not <laughs> respect the elderly but like also their their hands have worn yeah they're way of time they're symbols of struggle yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, purses? Do you want to talk about purses? Yeah, well, first I want to say, uh, so Britta has a line where she says, the pen thief stood there and let me get Guantanamo'd. Yeah, well, this is after her purse got dumped. Yes. So, and I brought up purses and you just said, hey, Well, I thought you, you said I'm purses gonna, plural as in over, all the purses. I'm going to skip over you. All the purses. I'm, I'm, all right. Listen. All the purses. <laughs> Do... Okay, so Britta dumps her purse, her purse out. Her pierce. Her pierce out. Uh-huh. 
And she's got all and kinds purses of. And a she's got weird shit in it. She's got panties in there. She's got a used Q-tip. You're saying weird shit like in a judgmental way. Well, here's why I bring it up. Okay. Do you remember an episode of? Do you of, remember? <laughs> do you remember an episode of Roderick on the Line? Ooh. Where uh, our, our 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 good friend Merlin Mann okay uh, mentioned that he <laughs> to him there was something erotic about the smell of a lady's purse that's you know i remember that and john roderick vehemently disagreed with him (laughs) (laughs) he hated the smell of women's purse yes was john roderick into the smell of people's pockets or something i i don't recall that 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 made a connection to my brain maybe um but i bring this up because uh i think this is this if if there was ever any doubt this is an instance that uh proved that i'm very much on john roderick's side of this because as you know britta gillian jacobs is a lady that i find very attractive yeah but I, I had a visceral reaction to the used Q-tip in her purse that I found very gross. And uh, have, would you ever say that the smell of a lady's purse is exciting to you? No. Okay. But is it is it a, is it a, is it a neutral, a plus, or a negative? I you know the purses that I have smelled. That's in my memoir. The, pur- the purses that I have smelled <laughs> have not been unattractive to me, but they have not been attractive. So it's neutral. But here's the thing, and here's why I'm on John Roderick's side and why I say negative. Okay. Even if there wasn't a used Q-tip in it, yeah. something about just the clutter of a purse, uh-huh. I don't care for it. Well, of course. And I'm not, this is not, you know, I have I have a backpack that I wear around and it's not, not clu- it's not uncluttered, mm-hmm. but I don't know, something, it's just, it's, it's somebody else's clutter. I can't, I can't go with Merlin on this one um, in any way. But I, I do want to point out, they mentioned on the commentary. But I do, th- I do think it's, I think everyone has an opinion on how they feel about ladies' purses. Yeah. Uh, which is why I brought it up. Now, they mentioned on the commentary, Megan Gans was the writer of this episode and she went, she collaborated with the other female writers mm-hmm. uh, for what was in each purse. Yes. To match the, uh, you know, the personalities of the people. Yeah. And uh, for for Britta, she did like she got suggestions from actual women about the used Q-tips and the toothpicks. Yeah, and, someone on the writing staff had would have used Q-tips. Yeah, in, in her purse. Like that's a that's a thing that actually happens. Yeah. Uh, so I think I like that reality. Yeah. I, no, I like it in the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying as a thing, as I, an item in the world. I do kind of want to call out. I don't know if I want to call out community. Or who I want to call out <laughs> for making fun of Britta for having condoms. Well, here's what I'll say about that. Okay. I'm going to call out the fictional character of Shirley Bennett. Well, and also Jeff. And Jeff's Jeff. the one who really but makes here's a the show thing about of it. Jeff, we know now who those condoms were for. Yeah. And it was Jeff. Yeah. I think that Do you think was, he's being a dick, though? I think, I think, think he's, that's he's, like, he's being a, a sli- dick move. He's being a sly dick, taking a sly dick move at her. <laughs> That's what I think Jeff's okay. doing, and I think uh, I think, and here's you know this is a note I have later. I'll I'll talk about it now. Mm-hmm. So they find we 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 find a pregnancy test in Shirley's yeah. uh, bag, and, and I think Britta really has a point of like Shirley really came down on Britta for having condoms, yeah. Whereas Shirley is having sex uh, out of marriage and and not using condoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but then I I have a note about that whole uh, argument. Okay, uh, but like you said, it's later. Do you want to bring it up now? Uh, I mean, we're it kind of came place. up. It we're all came over the place. Now, yeah. Uh, so Shirley says that she reconnected with Andre over Labor Day yeah. weekend. Yeah. Labor Day weekend. That's nice. And Are we going to talk about Chang? Because that I think we should save for later. Oh, what about him? I'm just talking. What about him? In relation to this problem? Yes. I call it a problem. <laughs> no, I want to look. I want to go. I'm strictly talking about Shirley v. 
Britta Dawn of Justice right now. <laughs> That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay, then let me let me tell let me. If you have anything else related to this, no, that's you best table that shit for later. Well, I'll table all that and I'll go right to your point okay. of what you're saying. Um, Shirley makes an argument that one when a woman is married to a man, they the Bible does not recognize divorce. Yeah, and so at which point the she argument got divorce, which I think is in her eyes would make her bad. Huh? I think Shirley, by her own judgment, is bad then for getting divorced I... by her own rules. I think they play fast and loose with this. Yeah. I'm not certain if at this point they're calling them divorced. They We've were been separated. Over this one million times. They were time. separated. We have been over this one million times. Well, then Andrew. also. <laughs> they are divorced. They said it in an episode. Did they? You didn't believe it before. You believed it during. Believe it. And somehow now <laughs> it's, you've, it's reverted. you've come back around to I've not reverted. believing after. They okay. are 100% divorced. Then let Andrew. me put it this other way. God damn it. <laughs> let me put it this other way. Shirley herself doesn't recognize that man-made divorce because in her eyes, it's not God sees them as married. Yeah. And so she would see them having sex, Shirley and Andre having sex is okay with God. Britta implies that he's married to the stripper, though, at this yeah, point. Yeah, that I in think which is case, not that's true. What, that's, I mean, if it is true, it's adultery, Shirley. And I'm going to staple an A to your chest because <laughs> we're past sewing. <laughs> well, we're in the future now. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, 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 this is one of the things I liked about Shirley is that mm. they, they don't, they don't make her, she's not one thing or the other. She's not like this horrible hypocritic woman who's judging other people and herself as an asshole. Yeah. And she's not just a totally nice, sweet Mr. Rogers type Christian. She is someone who was, who was a very sweet, nice person, but who will still judge you for having sex when she is also having sex. I, I, I like that as a character point for Shirley and it, it really comes to, to mm. bear in this episode. Do you think Shirley... Oh, are we going to get to this now? What? Shirley remembers Chang. Well, we're not going to get to that now. Because okay. I have a note about Troy's backpack, at least before that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, I have like 10,000 notes before we get yeah, to well, that so actual let's, argument. Yeah, so let's do those notes first. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Pen Thief stood there and let me get Guantanamo. I wanted to ask, under CFL ruling, would that count as a pop culture reference? Because it's referring to... Yeah, and, I think in we, the same way in which 9-11 counted, I yeah. think that would count. And I think we did this in season five with uh, when when the when they were tying people up for... He didn't say Guantanamo, though. He just said, Guant, he just said, he just said Guantanamo as a location, and we did not count it, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, or we did. Who knows? Who can say? <laughs> uh, do you have a note before Troy's backpack? I don't. You know what? I'm gonna say no. Okay. So they're now that now that the floodgates have been open, they're checking everyone's bags. Um, Pierce doesn't have one. Yeah, Pierce doesn't have one, and no. No, neither does Jeff. No. So they're checking Troy first because mm -hmm. they're racists. Well, well, at least Pierce is. At least Pierce <laughs> has made that suggestion. Yeah, and then I think uh, as the, they mention next that Britta's like, "What? We don't trust Abed." So Troy's the one. You would, yeah. I would believe Troy taking a pen, putting it in his bag, and absolutely forgetting it. I would forgetting it, but not with malice. Not with malice, but like just like, oh, I'm done with this pen. Put but it I in think his at bag. this point he would have checked again. Yeah, sure. So anyway, in Troy's backpack is nothing. It's completely empty except for a pillow, <laughs> which I love. You can see Jeff and Annie both having very distinct reactions to it. Annie, Annie's judging him <laughs> because you know he's not respecting schoolwork, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and and Jeff just says, "You're my hero." Yep. Uh, to which Troy nods and walks away, uh, which is it's kind of perfect. Uh, and and Troy is kind of my hero for this. Mm -hmm. I, I really like the idea of just 
that's all he has is a, is an implement of relaxation in his backpack and nothing else. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, next I check Abed. You know, I'm going to say I did have a note before what, what we're talking about now. Okay. And it's the Shirley line that people like. Okay. What is it? Where, where she says, I'll make your ass linear. Yes. And then, uh, that doesn't make sense. I'll make your ass sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good just, line. That's where this comes from. Yeah. They, and she's talking to Britta. Yes. Because Britta's judging her for the... Well, something. at some point... Someone's judging someone. Well, no. Uh, Shirley suggests that she and Britta are the same age. Yes. And uh, and Britta says, not, not if, if time is linear. Yeah. And she says, I'll make your ass linear. That doesn't make sense. I'll make your ass sense. I think... Well, I mean, we find out in the foosball episode that Shirley... Shirley... Shirley, Shirley... Mm-hmm. And Jeff are similar ages. Yeah, we. I think that was always known, though. Yeah, but Britta's younger than Jeff. I think I that say. even comes up. Yeah, she's yeah younger than Jeff. But that I think that even comes up in this episode that Shirley does make another line where she says her and Jeff are the same age. I don't think that's true. I think you hallucinated well, that, and um, you know she's also still married. She's still married. No, and, uh, they're divorced, Andrew. They're divorced. <laughs> okay. Um. I, uh. Okay. So they search Abed's. Back so they go to Abed, and I like here they make uh, Britta says we're we're at this point where we're not trusting Abed, and then everyone brings up what he did to them during the, the chicken, chicken fingers, fingers episode, yeah. and then and then uh, Jeff says he put gum in your hair, and she goes search him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, of course. Yeah. Uh, and they find his his period tracker. Oh, and I also made a note in that moment. Uh, uh, Troy says he lost my monkey. Yes. So they do. They mention the monkey in this episode. And there's some talk there on the on the whiteboard in the background. There's a thing about evolution, which says if if we evolved from monkeys, how come there's no? How can we still have monkeys? And monkeys was the second monkeys was crossed out, and Pierce was written. In, yeah. So which if, is if we evolved from monkeys, thing. how can we still have Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but also, you know, just more mentions of more mentions of mon- mentions. more monkeys of mentions. Yeah. <laughs> so monkeys coming up a lot in this episode. Yeah. Um, they find Troy uh, Abed's rather Abed's period tracker notebook, uh-huh. and uh, they're very angry, which uh, he, understandably he explains was not initially a period tracker. Yeah, he just noticed that they that uh, on certain days he 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 got in trouble with them more because he has trouble reading people, mm. and so he started tracking those days. And by the time he realized that he was tracking periods, it had already yielded positive results for everybody. He yeah, said. which is kind of you know, I can't fault Abed for this. Me neither. But, uh, I mean, he maybe should have stopped when he found out, even if there were positive results. Or he should have thrown it out. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, there's a moment here that I really, really like where um, he says, I can explain, and they, and they don't say anything. So he says, I thought you were going to talk over me. I can really explain. And then he explains. <laughs> but um, the moment is uh, Annie and Britta, are, they don't want to let him explain. They're still very angry. But Shirley actually puts a hand up and says, no, no, let him go. Like, <laughs> like Shirley keeps a cool head here and actually is willing to listen to his explanation. That's funny. Which I thought was really nice. Well, she's always offering up forgiveness. Yeah. Except to Britta for, for smoking marijuana and, and having, having wiener times. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, we, we didn't mention the name of Shirley's pregnancy test. <laughs> you know, girl. You know, girl. <laughs> Uh, you uh, know, that might have been a cheap shot, but at what I like it, at, like racial stereotypes. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's at Shirley's expense. I think it's more no, ex- as as Dan. Harmon it's an advertising. Ex- yeah, it's a, it's a shot yeah. at advertisers. Uh-huh. Uh, but as Dan Harmon explained in the cat in the category, the commentary <laughs> is what I intended to say. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> 
he uh, surely the, one of the nice things about Shirley is she she just kind of accepts everything. Like she doesn't she's not going to question if if they're crassly marketing to her race. She's just like, oh, this is a thing, and I have the thing, and it works, and that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, which is which is a nice uh, thing about Shirley. Uh, it's somewhere in this that, they, that we see for the first time what would become a staple in community, which is the uh, saying a word and then rhyming a celeb's name with it. Yes, uh, I, I believe this is. This might be before they dump out Shirley's... Yeah, they're trying to get her You know purse. what it is? Because I have another note that is also before Shirley's bag. We skipped ahead Jeez. of um, Jeez. Jeez. Uh, so Shirley doesn't... Shirley says, I'm a Christian woman. I didn't take the pen, but I, uh, I'm a Christian woman. I don't want to show you my bag. <laughs> um, and then Annie says, well, 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 Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Uh, nice try, Mike Ty. Sin is Britta's. <laughs> um, uh, and that's, you know, that, that would be a running thing for a while. Which later on, Pierce manages to get the nice try Stephen, Stephen Fry. Fry. Yeah, he, he pulls it off. Uh, and there's also a moment here where, um, in order, uh, Pierce has decided that, that sh- they need to pour out this bag. So he fakes a clot in his leg. Which I like that you know Pierce normally fakes a heart attack, but since he's got this thing now, he can he can he has got this added level of realism. Yeah, where he he kind of improvises and, and switches it up a little to something more believable. Yep, uh, which uh, was really was clever of Pierce in his faking illness ways, but uh, he used that as a ruse to get the bag, which he then tosses <clears throat> to uh, Jeff, who dumps it out and discovers the pregnancy test. Yep. Um, she mentions how she re- rekindled with Andre over Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, Abed, apparently a believer in the rhythm method. Yeah, uh, he says that that you couldn't have gotten pregnant then; you would have been ovulating on Halloween. Yeah, which of course sets off alarm bells for Troy. Troy makes a great face. Yeah, because he knows that her and Chang had sexual relations that night. Because Chang left him a voicemail. voicemail yeah, and I will say that she does not know because she we see her find out when she finds out. Okay, I forgot about that as well. Yeah, but and the, but, this is seemed... kind of a great moment where where it's not acknowledged at all. Like we, the audience, knows because yes. Troy makes that face, but it's never acknowledged that. So now, so now it's created the situation where Troy knows that that's probably Chang's baby. Yeah, and he's the only one who knows. And well, and that's that's like a classic friends thing because yeah. they they did that with Joey, where Joey knew Joey that knew, Chandler and Monica and then, were hooking up, before. and then they knew he knew, but they didn't know he knew that they knew that Phoebe knew. Yep, and then it was a whole thing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, um, but here it's played out, and I really like. Uh, there's a moment where it passes to Britta, and Britta says something you know equally judgmental as what Shirley said to her in the other moment. But it also, for the audience, you feel like a menace of, this is, Britta's also saying, like, oh, thank goodness it's it's not Andre. Wouldn't you be relieved? But then we know that it's Chang. Yeah. Like, there's an added layer of menace on what she's saying yeah. just because of knowledge. Yeah. Just because of, because like. Because we know. We know. They, the group doesn't have Dramatic any Dramatic irony. Is yeah, but it's, I think she also delivers it that way. I think yeah. it's uh, it's delivered in such a way that we we can feel it. It makes sense in the room. Yeah. But it also makes sense for us. Yeah. And I it's, really, I enjoyed that. It's very, it's masterful is the word I would yes. use. Yes. Uh, That's my last note before the reveal of Annie's boobs. Okay, I got a couple here. Except for some comment. Uh, I got one, uh, actually I got one. A commentary note. Uh, Well, I have two commentary notes that are actually, we already kind of talked about one, which was Megan Gaines. Yeah. Um, the other note uh, from the commentary that can kind of go anywhere is that uh, in the commentary they revealed that Space Bus was the definitive point when Jeff and Britta Stead started hooking up. Yeah. So, just so everyone knows. Um, then, okay, so Jeff loses it. He's like, we're going to find this goddamn pen. Mm. He shoves the table out of the way. And he, start, he goes to the, t- the carpet, starts pulling up the carpet. Um, and he actually gets very close to the vent. Like, he he picks the edge of the carpet that is right next to the vent. Yeah. 
which is uh, I think nice. that's purposeful. Yeah, yeah. Because that's he, what I'm saying. Everything that he destroys uh, that we see is close to that vent. Yeah. He goes to like the desk next to the vent and then to the drawers next to the vent. He's so close. We're supposed to put, I mean, it's it's purposely putting the vent in our minds. Yeah. So that later on when the reveal happens, yeah, we'll it's like, it. oh my God, it was right there all along. Yeah. Uh, um, so Annie's boobs took the pen. No, well, you're just skipping over the resolution of this whole thing. Resolution. What? It's hot, okay. So they're they get they all get stripped down to their unders, unders. <laughs> I've never called underwear that. I don't know what happened. It is hot. Um, <laughs> they're 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 stripped down to their unders. There's some continuity errors with Annie's bra straps. Yes, which uh, you noticed right away, but also okay. I didn't like the the implication that I was some kind of perv. The way you I said theorized that. that Maybe she did just go free, free and fun and but fancy. But then, why free. did she put her bra back on? Because they had to do a closer shot. And where... when, well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. That's why Allison Bree had to put mm-hmm. her bra back on. But why in the story did Annie put her bra back on? I don't know. They just forgot. it's a continuity error. Yeah, because they mentioned in the commentary that Allison Bree did say she would go topless. Yeah, you know, Allison... but they. I think they implied that they stopped her. Yeah, but I don't know if they did all the way. You're, are you suggesting that she was, in fact, topless during those scenes when she's behind the table? For maybe, a, like, a couple of shots, and then they were like... I was looking for a return to the not-visible bra strap. Yeah. To see if there, if, if it was a, a full-on continuity thing, where, it, like, it disappears and comes back. Well, when she starts to take off her clothes, we see that she's wearing the same bra that she was wearing later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when she's behind... The whole time she's behind the table, you don't see any straps at all. Because there's, there's even some a- shots where she's kind of leaning on the table, so you, you wouldn't see them anyway. Yeah. But there's shots where she's even, like... She, like, kind of turns to wiggle, and her shoulder's leaning in, no hair, nothing. You can clearly see no bra strap yeah. there. So, yeah, just continuity stuff, yeah. I guess. We... we <laughs> Are we weird? No. That we analyze this like the Zapruder film? We've really tried to figure this out? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, and also, I mean, I think we would, if if there was a question about any of the men's unders, as you call them, yeah. uh, we would scrutinize them just as much. I uh, did, and in fact, I did kind of scrutinize You scrutinized them. Jeff's, didn't you? Well, I scrutinized Jeff's, and I no, I took note of the unders that they are all wearing. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeff's, I, I, we, I scrutinized just to be, because they're not his usual Beetlejuice numbers. No. As they say. So I was curious, well, what's going on there? Yeah. But yeah, they're very tight. They're, they're green, can, right? I'm they're, colorblind. Yeah, they're green. There, there is still some stripe action going on. They're green. They're very tight. You can, if if we pause this, we could probably see his dick. I, I'm gonna say no. They're very. T- I mean, it might be a resolution issue, but they're very tight underwear. I think there's never a straight on. You see a bulge shot. when he when he comes around the table to cut off. Maybe Pierce's he's wearing a legs, what do they call that? Dance skin? Oh, a dance belt. Dance belt. You know, maybe, but that would still be his 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 his, his, his meat and veg under there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, the point is you see a definite bulge in Jeff um, so Jeff's got this, this very tight sexy underwear Abed's got the classic tidy whitey Troy is kind of a hybrid it's, it's, it's like a jockey situation but it's red mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a it's like a cool version of a tidy whitey is yeah. how I would describe it I think, I think their underwear choices are very telling of all of them also d- none of them are boxer men well Pierce was wearing boxers well okay but he's in a wheelchair yeah he is wearing boxers and a tank top. He didn't take the tank top off. Uh-huh. Were, would well, you like have rather see a... Beater undershirt style. Would, yeah, that's a tank top. Okay. I, I chose not to use the term wife beater, but some of us didn't go that way. I don't... Is that not allowed anymore? I mean, it's it's weird that that's what you call that. I mean, yes, it's weird. 
<laughs> it's not not allowed. It's just, you know, hey, maybe it's I haven't uh, learned the new word yet. I'm sorry. A tank top. I said it. You did learn yeah. it because I said it. That's not the right word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the point is we've analyzed all the underwear, mm-hmm. and we can now move on. They jiggled. No pens came out. Uh, and and they they Jeff, he gives a winger speech when he says, hey, what if a ghost took it? Yeah. Based on one of Troy's uh, suggestions earlier. <clears throat> and they all agree that a ghost taking it is, in fact, more likely than one of them going this far and still not revealing that they had which, the pen. Which, technically, they're almost right. Nope. Annie's boobs is a living monkey. I'm gonna I'm gonna say in the spirit They're right that it's not one of them. It's not one of them, and it's it's a force that they don't know about. Stop trying to make people believe in ghosts, Andrew. But also um, what I'm gonna also say to you right now is that having Troy be the ultimate Troy's the explainer of yeah, because what happened. He, he, That's all, a good it, foreshadowing. There's, there's a great moment where it almost falls apart. Yeah. Where Pierce says, what would a ghost want with a pen? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff just smiles and says, Troy? And then Troy comes up with this complicated backstory for why a ghost would want a pen. Yeah. And it's, it's just this really nice moment of like the, of them coming together as friends and really being interested in his story and, and kind of agreeing to all believe this thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that's foreshadowing Troy as like the, you know, the, the glue of the group, as you put in like the third season yeah because in Romeo chaos area it's when he leaves that it all goes to shit mm-hmm. yeah he's sort of the anti-jeff he, he he he's the he's the heart he's the soul of the group yeah um and then uh so they leave uh they they leave the room just in shambles and, and dean said dean is, is obviously very upset and he says what did you do here and um abed said what you could only dream of you non-miraculous son of a bitch uh, did he say son of a bitch? He did. Okay. And uh, Dean takes great offense to being called non-miraculous. Uh-huh. That's I what he's did. offended by. Yeah, which I think was really great. <clears throat> um, the the tag is the puppy parade. Yeah. And and uh, the Dean is kind of doing a, a, like commentary, like they would at the Rose Parade. Yeah. Or whatever they call that, where they're saying, oh, this float... It was designed and blah blah blah. But well, he's saying, "Oh, this this is a puppy and it looks cute." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's very offended at the the float, the little in the puppy parade. It's the it's a wagon. I mean, it's not a float. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a wagon that says equality. And, and it has a cat. And, and it has a cat and a dog. Yeah. And the, the dean thinks it's too preachy. Yeah. <laughs> and he boos it. He boos. Yeah. He at, boos at all the over the PA. <laughs> um. And then there's a. Uh, uh, I didn't write this down, but but we were confused in the commentary. that Nicole Brown references how she didn't oh, yeah. catch the monkey stealing the pen the first time, and the same the same way that it took her two two watches to catch the man with the re, with the the remote. remote or the man with the remote control, something like that. Yeah, and neither of us know what that means. We cannot recall what that reference is to. Yeah, so if you know, yes, please, listener, answer us on a postcard. Uh, not a postcard. <laughs> uh, emails are good. Yeah, uh, shut up, Leonard podcast at gmail.com is where you can send answers if you know that. Yep. So that's, or you can tweet us at shut up, Lenpod. That's the notes. Yep. Plugs. Yep. Nerds Eye View is a podcast that I do. It's about movies and TV shoes. I almost got it. Uh, you should check that out, nvpodcast.com, uh, or at nvpodcast on Twitter. And uh, our most recent review is of Chef. Chef. Yep, check that out. Thanks. Yep, go to BenViewNetwork.com and, 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 you know, check out all the shows there. Shows like, and, you know, I'm on some of them. <laughs> some? <laughs> yeah. Check out the shows that I'm on, especially. 
which are Benson's Boombox, Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show, uh, and Popsicles. And, and I'll be on an episode of Nightwing Loves Power Girl, which is not what it's called anymore. I'll be on an episode of Comic Nerds Unite. Gosh, get, get with it. Uh, I'll huh? be on an episode of Comic Nerds Unite. We're recording uh, July 8th. I don't know when it's going to drop. Uh, but that'll be out some somewhere around the release of this episode. So, mm-hmm. and you know what? If it's not, just listen to whatever else is the, the most recent episode of Comic Nerdy Night because it's a great show. Um, all those are at BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Doctor Matt Benson. That's D R Matt Benson. You can follow the show on Twitter, as I said, at Shut Up Len Pod, and uh, you can you can write us an email at Shut Up Leonard Podcast at gmail.com. And you should do things to us on iTunes like rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. They'll all help us out. You get a shout out on the show if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and it's 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 a it's just a good time for everybody. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>